Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. And I'm James Anderson, your other host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, or day by day, until the end of time. That is so true, James. And you know, mm. just kind of kind of in my feels on this episode, you know? Yeah? Yeah. Tell me about them, bud. I don't know. Like, basically, I was watching Daredevil, season three, uh-huh. episode nine. Starting uh-huh. at five minutes and twelve seconds and ending at uh-huh. five minutes and forty-two seconds. Oof, and it was only 30, thirty seconds. Yeah. But like I don't know, I just sort of I just sort of like stared off into space and I feel like it just sort of like I don't know how much time actually passed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. basically what happens is um honestly kind of just that. It's raining. Maggie is mm-hmm. staring at a cross with a Jesus on it, you know, one of those Catholic ones. And then we kind of faintly hear like baby sounds, and Maggie looks rough yeah uh and as she sort of comes back to reality we hear the baby much more clearly it is right next to her but she is caught up in her thoughts jack comes in looks at her concerned upset kind of a bunch of emotions really as he cautiously picks up his child and soothes him he asks her maggie what's wrong with you she doesn't answer maggie that's the clip so what are Mm. our thoughts on this james I mean, it's such a quick clip for such an important and like horrifying and and like if I'm if I may pardon like how weird this is to say, but like depressing reality that like postpartum depression, especially in the mid early to mid eighties and earlier, was like how come you should be you should be happy? How come you're bummed? And like it's a serious problem that's dangerous for for you know the baby and the mom oh, and yeah. like everyone involved and like you know gotta love him you know Jack Murdoch does what he can but like he's not equipped to figure no. out what's happening here she's no. not equipped Matt doesn't have those super senses yet so uh, like what he doesn't what now what who, huh? what? Uh, who? Uh, uh, no um. It's it's just it's a it's it's a it's a rough one for sure. For sure, it is it is important uh, also to note that like on top of this depression, like just, I think just of having the, the child and like literal just flag about sure. from like normal post postpartum uh, postpartum depression. I started combined depression and partum. I said postpartum. Uh, mm-hmm. The next movie from uh, <laughs> Martin Scorsese. Um, no, but like, uh, I think on top of that, you also have this like tremendous religious guilt, which just feeds like feedback mm. loops into it. And I think that's oh, one of the reasons why point. it is so horrific, you know? Yeah. Um, because I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things where like, if you just saw her kind of in a daze around the apartment during this thing, that would be one thing. But it's also the fact that she is staring down this cross, you know, with, I mean, it's not even just a cross. I mean, again, like people have crosses in their homes all the time, but like specifically certain types of like Catholic, like sects and stuff like that have these crosses. Like for example, there was one in every, every uh, school room in my undergrad and graduate school because it's technically a Jesuit school. Yeah. So they all had these like little wooden crosses with these little golden Jesuses on them, but they weren't yeah. quite as detailed as this one. This one was like very detailed, like flesh toned Jesus kind of yeah. thing, you know? Um, 
And she's just like staring into its eyes basically the whole time. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's it's yeah. it's terrible. I figured yeah. that what I'd like to do is, as I have a, um, unless you have any other thoughts. I, I just a- said, I think that, that thing about the religious uh, aspect to it is is just a fantastic point. And I think that, that it's very well made and, and mm-hmm. really, really adds to, because I'm not positive. I don't know enough about it to know. I, I don't think postpartum depression is everyone gets like diagnosable postpartum depression. I think there's baby blues, which is also the name of a of a comic. But like, there's that. But then like, I think postpartum depression is. Uh, <laughs> I fully forgot about that comic strip. In the second you said it, I had like eight thousand <laughs> memories of that damn yeah. comic strip. Okay, yeah. But like postpartum depression, I think is sort of like, you know, the one is like I feel sad, and the other one is like I feel I'm, I'm like clinically depressed. Like yes. actually, yeah, yeah. like the hormones and 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 everything are not. Um going down easy you know i'm I mean? actually i would actually love to uh remind me maybe put this in the show notes or something like that uh to link the episode so that the day that this episode comes out uh, or not comes out rather or the day that we recorded this is wednesday april 26th yep um this same week so literally just yesterday uh to the public the this week's episode of always open um which is another podcast uh aired and in it, they were talking to um, Hannah McCarthy uh, was on, and she was talking about having a baby and talked about postpartum depression um, yeah. and sort of what it does to one's body. And basically, like, this is not part of necessarily the thing that I'm going to do. I'm just going to do, like, an overview of essentially, like, what the yeah. um, disease is and stuff like that. Not disease. Um, disease? D- uh, disorder? Disorder, maybe, yeah, yeah. I was like, disease doesn't sound right, but like, it's weird because symptoms or yeah, um, because like depression to second, I don't know, it's it's weird. Um, Yeah, but uh, no, the the thing to consider though is that like what uh, we were hearing was about how what happens is like when you are effectively building a baby, right, like within your body, you have so many more hormones. Your body is literally pumped with hormones, um, and actually the process of pushing a baby out and basically not only removing that from you, but also like all of the, um, you know, other stuff. Yeah. I'm trying to say like kind of lightly, you actually end up hitting a low of hormones. So yeah. what happens is you go from like an insane, like high hormone level to an unbelievable crash of hormones. And it takes your body a while to regulate and reorganize. Um, and so, like, it's it's the big thing that, like, causes people to have this much of kind of whiplash, basically. It's just, like, yeah. sometimes it's, like, your brain isn't able to handle or not handle, but, like, uh, to process, basically, this huge right. drop and this huge change. Um, right. And so, like, I, I did put um, uh, a uh, – I put the link to, to – uh, note to link that also uh, for our content warning for childbirth because I know that some people – Sure. Yes, that's a good point. Um. So yeah, so there's so there's and it's all something we had to talk. I mean, like sure, yeah, yeah, something we had to talk about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Normally um, we'd cut if it was like we randomly stumbled upon talking right, yeah, about we this. Would just so cut, would be, yeah, but, well, let's cut it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, let's talk about though just the overview. This is from the the Mayo Clinic. Yeah. This is their okay. definition of it. Um, uh, the birth of a baby can start a variety of powerful emotions from excitement and joy to fear and anxiety. It can also be the result of something that you might not expect, which is depression. Most new moms experience postpartum baby blues after childbirth, 
which commonly include mood swings, crying spells, anxiety, and difficulty sleeping. Baby blues usually begin within the first two to three days after delivery and may last up to two weeks. Mm. Uh, but some moms experience a more severe, long-lasting form of depression known as postpartum depression. Um, sometimes it's called peripartum depression uh, because it can start during pregnancy and continue right. after birth. Right. Rarely an extreme mood disorder called postpartum psychosis also may develop mm. after childbirth. Right. Um, which right. It's interesting because I, I, it could be interesting to like look at like there's obviously these multiple, uh, like variants basically of of mm -hmm. this. I you know I wonder how degrees of yeah degrees yeah like it, it does make me wonder like just how much, like just how far this was for because like you know yeah obviously it's also not even really known back yeah. then you know so it's like I wonder yeah. how how much this actually was for. Uh, but postpartum depression is not a character flaw or a weakness. Sometimes it's simply a complication of giving birth. If you have postpartum depression, prompt treatment can help you manage your symptoms and help you bond with your baby. Yeah. Um, yep. And it is very interesting because, like, I remember someone in something else. I want to say it was, like, a TV show or something um, where they were talking about it. And, like, basically, like, it's interesting that for some people it is, like, kind of like this thing that is happening with Maggie. And then mm -hmm. for others, it is like this, like almost like over attachment type thing, because it's like a, a fear of losing right. that new thing. So right. um, it is, it's, you know, there's, I don't know if there's an in-between necessarily, because uh, at least for right. what I have physically seen, whether it be through television or through people that I know, I've not yeah. seen uh, like anything that's in between those two, but like, I'm sure there's, it can't, it surely can't be a binary, you know? Right. I mean, I think that, like, you know, my experiences with, with my wife having our kids, um, the, it was more of like a, um, I don't want to speak to what she was feeling, uh, because that's not my place, and it was, you know, a decade ago. So, like, um, but it was more of a, okay, let's, let's get this figured out. And then with the second kid, it was like, okay. It's almost like with the with the time loop in Agents of Shield, where it was like, okay, so what we didn't know was that right. we need. <laughs> so and that's so know, funny because my my thought was you're gonna be like, we were really nervous about the first one, and the second one, we're like, he'll figure it out. Yeah, no, it was. Is... Yeah, it's it's funny because well, like Lila was three weeks early, and Matt we scheduled. <laughs> right. James had a Google sheet and said, okay, so on this day. We're doing this on this day. Well, do you know why we scheduled it? Him, him, his birth. Do you know when Matt's birthday is? Oh, uh, isn't it your birthday? It's the day after my the birthday after because him. they were they were like, so uh, let's see, the sixteenth sound good, and You're Kristen like, was like, uh, maybe not, and yeah. I was like, okay. So, but you know what the big, the big thing is is that we should have done the eighteenth. Because Matt's is the seventeenth. If we'd done the eighteenth, Lila is the twelfth, Kristen's the fourteenth, I'm the sixteenth, and Matt would have been the eighteenth. So that's odd, you know, even counting so now up. He's, now whatever. he's the odd man out. He's the odd man out, for sure. Yeah, exactly. But, um anyway. Yeah. Uh, but so like I think that she I, I think you're you're absolutely right. And and I guess where I want to land is it is absolutely a spectrum and everyone you said this too everyone's body is different you said this about alcohol in the last episode yeah 
but in this one, everyone's body is different again and still. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a spectrum um, that you can't predict where it's going to land, even baby to baby. Right. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. If I may, to sort of finish off this part of yeah. the topic, yep. I'd actually love to go through the symptoms because there's also something else that I hadn't heard uh, at the end yeah. of the symptoms list here. So I want to mm. kind of go through this real quick. So postpartum depression may be mistaken for baby blues at first, um, which again, like that is mood swings, anxiety, sadness, irritability, feeling overwhelmed, crying, reduced concentration, appetite problems, trouble sleeping. Uh, but again, that's ba- like just for a, a kind of a shorter period of time. Baby um, blues is some madmen like spun up bullshit of a name. Like, I, oh, you just yeah. got the baby blues. Like, I, what? Well, yeah, I, what's interesting is that like I, they also always have it in quotes. So right. I'm wondering if they just never actually name. I mean, because like, the name is probably like a uh, low level postpartum hypo. Well, hormonal, what I mean more of is like, I, I imagine baby blues was something that quote unquote was figured out first, and I'm putting that in quotes. Right. And again, kind of like you said, Mad Men got Mad Mend. Right. And then after like a little while, they went, hey, actually, maybe there's something a little bit heavier to this. And then they got <laughs> right. then they got serious about it, but then they just never went back and fixed the other one. Um, yeah. But so here's the kind of heftier uh, symptoms mm-hmm. of postpartum depression. Uh, depressed mood or severe mood swings, crying too much, difficulty bonding with your baby, withdrawing from family and friends. Uh, loss of appetite or eating uh, much more than usual, inability mm. to sleep, you know, insomnia uh, or sleeping too much. I do think it's interesting that like some of these could go either way, you know, uh, yeah. overwhelming tiredness or loss of energy, uh, less right. interest or pleasure in activities you used to enjoy, intense irritability and anger, um, yeah. hopelessness, restlessness, which I feel like is kind of similar to inability to sleep, but uh, severe anxiety and or panic attacks. Um, thoughts of harming yourself or your baby. Um, right. And uh, uh, untreated, this depression could last many months or longer. Here is mm. uh, psychosis, by the way, feeling confused and lost, which kind of feels very Maggie-like, having obsessive thoughts about your baby, hallucinating and having delusions, having sleep problems, that also sounds like Maggie, having too much energy and feeling upset, feeling paranoid, making attempts to harm yourself or your baby. Um so I think that, I mean, again, it's like, it's like, I feel like there's a little bit of psychosis here. I mean, I, I so there's can't. like ideation versus uh, like, tr- you know, attempts to, to harm yourself or the baby. I also, like, it's also, I think kind of almost like that scale of like one to 10, like where you're feeling on something like baby yeah. blues would be like, Oh, I'm like one to three, you know, right. uh, depression being like four to seven. But then if you're like, if you hit an eight on something, you know, right. or if you're like, I'm at a 10, like I'm definitely going to do this bad thing. It's like, yeah, we need to put a stop. Right. But yeah. here's the interesting thing. I ne- didn't know this was a thing. Again, this is why you, you know, look things up. Um, postpartum depression in the other parent. Yeah. Uh, studies show that new fathers or new parents, to be clear, they didn't they didn't specify sure. this, but I think that, you know, obviously this can go for right. anyone. Um, uh, new p- uh, parents can experience postpartum depression too. They may feel sad, tired, overwhelmed, anxious, or have changes in their usual eating and sleeping patterns. The same symptoms that mothers uh, with you know postpartum depression would experience. Um, I would imagine they mean beyond. Now you have to get up. Correct. For- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's like not related specifically to right. the right. baby's needs, kind of thing. Right. Right. Um, right. Parents who are young and have a history of depression, experience relationship problems, or struggle financially are most at risk for this. Um, uh, postpartum depression in other parents. 
sometimes called paternal postpartum depression, which again, I'm sure we're also kind of moving away from, but uh, can have the same negative effect on partner relationships and child development as it can within mothers um, or, you know, birth giving parents. If Um, if I may, uh, I did experience many of the, of, of those things. mm -hmm. Uh, You know, there was a, like when Lila was born, Kristen was in labor for a long time. And I was like, just inside, like, being as small as possible, staying out of the way and being like, I don't want to be in the way. I don't want to be the, you know, and this is before the kid was here, but like for a long time after I was like, I can't do anything. I don't know anything. I am useless. I have nothing, whatever. And like you said, we had at the time we had financial problems. You know, we'd had, you know, relationship, Rocky relationship stuff. And, Little did I know, but like I was dealing with undiagnosed bipolar stuff. So right. like, I mean, <laughs> like it was, and so again, like it wasn't as severe as, as, as it could have been, but like there were definitely, I can definitely speak to, to feelings of like, it, it's a big change. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, you know, oh, for sure. it's a big change anyway, but like, correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just so interesting how different you are from my father who was like, almost late to my birth because he decided to call his parents. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know the you know I've told you the story, right? Like Kristen was on bed rest and they're like, "Hey, we're going to have this baby." So I was at work in Frederick, mm-hmm. which is you know 40 oh, right. minutes away. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've so I was story. like I was like, "Okay." So I was on the phone and Kristen was like, "Hey, they said we got to go in." And I was like, "Oh my god, okay, I'll leave now." And she's like, "No, no, no. D- calm down. It's fine." I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." I'll 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 leave at the end of the day. She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hmm. Okay, hang on. So not now, but not later. Can later. You tell me when I should go. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, which answer is correct then? Uh, the last thing I have is I hadn't thought about this, but like the feedback loop of the partner who didn't give birth being like, what is wrong with me? I didn't give birth. Yeah. I I shouldn't be feeling this. I shouldn't be feeling this is like the worst Probably form of feedback. Kind for this of almost kind of like thing. that. I mean, not quite the same, but like in a way it's a lot like Maggie's sort of religious yes. guilt. Like there's a guilt Absolutely. of like feeling this way too, you know? Um, I feel guilty about my, my religion. And then you come around and you're like, oh, but this baby, right. I feel guilty about right. trying to basically picking religion over the baby. Oh, but I, what I'm gonna pick the baby over religion and around and around and around. Um, one final thing, uh, by yeah. the way, is and this is just uh, something that like I doubt that you know this one particular podcast episode is going to make a difference. But I will say, kind of earlier, how I was talking about like not saying like in the father because again, you yeah. don't know like who the other parent is going to be for sure. Um, but the thing is, is that we do need to talk about how different baby having experiences are as well. Um, oh, absolutely. Very quickly, and just like just something to to like a thought for consideration for our future. Um, if a man and woman have a have a child together, right? Uh, it's it's just their kid, right? Boom. Right. Yeah. If let's mm-hmm. say that the father can't have children, so they have to right. um, have a, a donor, right? Right. But it's a man and woman having this child together. Still, like you know, they are married or whatever, and like they're saying, "Oh, I'm going to raise or whatever." They let the dad, despite not having DNA evidence, not DNA, a uh, DNA evidence, DNA uh, connection, they'll just say that that is their father, right? Right. If you are um, 
for example, two femme uh, parents, uh, no matter what happens, you have to basically adopt your own kid. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's there's a whole process I, I was listening to again on the same episode yeah. of the podcast where they were talking about how it's one person's egg in, but the other person's carrying it. Right. And yet the person whose egg it is still has to legally adopt the child, whereas like a dad wouldn't have to do that. Right. You know, so and it's that's like, privilege. You know, I mean, it's privilege. I mean, it's that's the it's, yeah, you know, it's sexism, privilege. it's everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. I mean it's, it's just or, it's just misogyny, I guess, technically. Right. It's all sorts of it's things. The, it's the patriarchy. I mean, that's all really it, 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 it is. It is the yeah, that's what um, it comes down to. I mean, quite literally, actually, when you think about like the term of where, where that comes yeah. from, yeah. Uh, patriarchy. Um, anyway, although I will say that that two uh, mask presenting uh, parents, I assume have the same issue as would, well. Would also the have the same is, issues, and that would be. I don't. I don't know because the thing is that's not an experience I have heard of in right. terms of like one of one of them having to adopt. But I, I don't know if, if one or both would have to. But also, right. again, like when it comes to like a surrogate parent, I don't know what the situation is. You're talking like about surrogacy. You're surrogacy. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? So like, you know. Right. Oh, I mean, that's all. Yeah, that's also true. I guess I, there's also an like assumption if, that there's surrogacy. That's a fair If point. it's, you know, if there's a, if there's a. Uh, right. A trans man having a baby. Right. Then I don't know what the deal would be. Yeah, Anyways. I don't know. Hmm. No clue. Hey, listener, if you. If you know. Want to talk about any of this, you know. Let us know, though, because I, I would, I would like know, to yeah. know, because, again, it's that thing of, as time goes on, I'm sure we're going to be voting on laws and stuff like that that will always make change and make way for these sorts of things. So I always want to hear what people's experiences are so that I can make informed uh, decisions. For sure. Uh, for sure. All right. Well, James, Absolutely. that's all that I have. Yeah. Let me uh, let me take us out of here. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. It was a, it was a bit of an intense one, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, these are the origin years. I mean, like, literally, this 2023 is going to be a lot of, like, kind of heavy and stuff occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's part of, you know, it's part of life. So um, thank you for, for listening. Um, and I was going to say, and if you didn't listen, that's a weird thing to say. Thank you for listening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as always, I'm James Anderson. I'm Colin Parker. Excelsior. everyone it's barbara dunkelman host of always open a podcast where we get into it all from mental health sex relationships to astrology fan fiction pop culture and so much more nothing is off the table new episodes are available now wherever you listen to podcasts and if you want to watch the video version of the show you could head to youtube.com slash at all good no worries or check it out on roosterteeth.com 